By now, most real estate agents interested in marketing online know that content is king. They also know that success is about producing tons of really great, relevant content. And that's enough to make anyone run for the hills. Blogging several times per week, forever, that sounds like a ton of work. That got me thinking, maybe there are some alternatives. In 2010, Dale Chumley saw an opportunity to create digital content about his community of Vancouver, Washington. But instead of just setting up a blog, Dale issued himself a challenge. 365 days, 365 entries. The result was a year's worth of amazing content that established Dale as a local expert. Nearly five years later, Dale continues to get leads and referrals from people who have discovered him through his online content. In this interview, Dale explains how his 365 Things to Do in Vancouver project has paid off for his real estate business and how breaking into video for real estate is as simple as wishing someone a happy birthday. Hey there, this is Reba Adams with the H.C. Adams Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Realty. This is Billy Ikofo from Century 21 Redwood Realty in Ashburn, Virginia. Hello, this is Dale Chumbly with Real Living the Real Estate Group from Vancouver, Washington, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Dale, I am so excited to have you on. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Thanks a lot for taking the time out of your busy day. You are welcome, Seth. So you are a second generation realtor in Vancouver, Washington. I and, am. And you've been doing this a long time. Like 94 is, that was a while ago. 22 uh, years. Holy moly. That's great. I know. Um, you know, one of the things that you know, when you and I have talked quite a few times, but one of the things that really sparked my interest was you didn't start out doing what I'll call what we call content marketing today or hyper local marketing, but you've really built this amazing asset, which is what, how I would describe it, but also mm -hmm. a reputation in the market, both locally and nationally for someone who totally gets it. So I'd love to like, what was that thing that sparked you to go from doing, you know, traditional referral based real estate to bringing that digital? Sure. So you're right. The first probably, I don't know, 16 years, 15 years of my business had always been referral based. It was friends and family and previous buyers and sellers. And that was most of my business and where it came from. And then when the market shifted and and tanked, uh, that pool of people that had been my regular source of income and business, uh, they really stopped doing anything. And so I had to find new sources of bringing business in. And I, as much as I love talking to people, door knocking and cold calling wasn't exactly my favorite way to go about doing it. And that's when I ventured into the online space and the social media space. And that was really 2007. Um, and that began the be early beginnings of what ended up becoming what I did in the 
in February of 2010, and that was 365 Things to Do in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, blogging was something that was much more prevalent, and uh, we had the ability, especially at that time, to really, uh, with some regular consistent content, rank well for pretty much anything we were writing about, especially if it was focused around a hyperlocal area. And for me, that was Vancouver, Washington. And uh, so I started. I started writing content uh, around the things that were being asked the most, and that was, what's there to do in Clark County, Washington? What's there to do in Vancouver? And people wanted to know where they could find the best pizza or a place to walk their dog or go see a theater production. And I really wanted to highlight my community where I'm born and raised and live my whole life. And, and so I started creating this digital relocation guide, and in that, I began a, a seven day a week project for 365 days where I every single day wrote content around my community. Wait, 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 wait. Stop just for a second. Okay. Okay. Most professionals in this space can barely get a blog post out and you, for some reason, like divine intervention, decide to do seven days a week, 365 days. Like Tell me, yes. like, why, like, how did that come about? So if I'm going to commit to something, I have to commit to it fully. Yeah. And, and, uh, the, I'd been for a year, probably a year prior to actually doing it, I'd been stewing over and formulating what it was that I was going to do. And I knew I wanted to put this content together around my community. And I just couldn't figure out and kind of put my finger on exactly what it was going to be called. And I paralyzed my own self really in overthinking what I was going to do. And uh, in February of 2010, I heard the phrase 365 things to do in. Um, and it was somebody that was actually doing it in Nashville. And as I heard that, it immediately clicked. Like this was the thing I'd been trying to put a name to for the last year. And I said, this is what I've been wanting to do. This is what I've been trying to do. I now have a name for it tomorrow. Literally, I said, tomorrow I'm going to start this. And I got up that day and I thought, okay, what's the first thing I'm going to do? And I went and did it. And I wrote written content about it. I did photos on location and I did video on location. And that set the trend for the next 365 days. Every single day, I went on location to something to do in Vancouver and surrounding area and wrote about it videoed about it and did photographs about it, met with the owners, talked with the people, uh, talked to people that were enjoying food next to me or whatever it might be. What's crazy. And I don't think it's crazy because I totally get this. Like I'm content and creating content assets. I, I believe in a hundred percent. What's interesting is your commitment for one. And the thing that I really like is you didn't just decide, Hey, I'm going to blog every day for 365 days. You created three different forms of media to be able to communicate. And then you included all of the, I'll call them the, the influencers or the participants in your community so they could take part of this thing. So how long ago was that, that you completed it? I completed it in February of 2011. And I mean, we won't be able to highlight all of the benefits, but tell me sort of in a nutshell, 
what's been the outcome of creating 365 things to do in Vancouver, Washington? Well, uh, on the simplest form, it created an online digital relocation guide for anybody looking to move to my area. And I can still to this day point somebody onto my onto my website at the Clark County Real Estate Guide and all that content is still there. So they can read about those things. They Most of those things are still valid. There's a few businesses that have gone out of business, unfortunately, but the parks and the trails and all of those things still exist. So that is on the first and foremost piece of value that's there. And, uh, and then in addition to that, um, I've, I've created a presence, not only locally, but nationally and internationally for the Realtor in the Vancouver, Washington area. So I, you know, over the years I've done lots of business with people that found me as a result of content that I wrote about things to do in our community because I became the community expert to them. Uh, I, I continue to get referral business from realtors around the country. In fact, most recently, I had a closing like four days ago that came as a result of a referral from someone from California referring their clients to me because they knew who I was and they knew me and they met me as a result of 365 things to do. And, and, and that's not just around the United States, but it's Canada and it's global. It's around the world. If you ask somebody in Australia, they know who I am as a result of that. That is awesome. I love that. I mean, you, (laughs) you've done a lot of things sort of, I'll say on the heels of it, but being in the business for so long, it's not like, you know, you just sprung out of nowhere. The, the thing that I have been paying a lot of attention to is this concept of hyper-local marketing, because clearly that's relevant to being a realtor in this space, mm-hmm. but it's also hard, like it's hard to put some tactics on there. So if you were to give advice to folks listening to this, what would you say to do today? The first thing I would say not to do is not to commit yourself to 365 <laughs> days in a row of, of blogging. Uh, as, as I'm thankful that I did it and it's a huge success and, and I feel a huge sense of accomplishment for not only beginning it, but completing it and doing all 365 days and never missing one single day. That was awesome. Uh, what I encourage people to do, because I still to this day get people calling me saying, hey, I want to do 365 things. It's like, just don't put a number to it. If you're passionate about your community, whatever your community is, whether it's a single neighborhood or a single city or a geographic region or a, a golf community or a waterfront community or whatever it might be, whatever that thing is that you're passionate about, uh, write about it write about it, photograph it, meet the people there. Video is great. Uh, video ended up being the, probably one of the best things I ever did. In fact, initially, if you watch my very first videos, the camera wasn't pointed at me. It was pointed away from me because I didn't want to put my face on it. Yeah. Not I was afraid of putting my face on it, but I was really wanting to make it about the community. And then I don't know if it was a week or so in, I thought, you know what? I'm missing an opportunity to put my face and my voice you know, they were already hearing my voice, but to hear my voice and my face and see everything and see my passion and care for my community, I thought, man, what a great opportunity. And that truly ended up being 
an amazing opportunity. And I had random strangers come up and introduce themselves to me because they now knew who I was and they felt like I was approachable because they'd seen me and listened to me and heard me uh, through all these videos. So what I would encourage someone to do is to find their voice of what is their community, what is the thing they want to share and talk about, and just write about it. Just write about that community, and and you know if they could do three or four days a week, that's awesome. But don't pin yourself into where you, because uh, what happened? There were so many people. There was hundreds, if not thousands, of people back in that 2010, 2011 era that wanted to jump on kind of that bandwagon of doing it. The, three, and, the 365 days or things oh, to do absolutely. bandwagon. There was, yeah, and there's there's a wasteland of <laughs> of of ten day old blogs, fifteen day old blogs, and and most people after about a week to two weeks said, man, this sucks, this is hard, and they stopped doing it. Yeah, and and rather than rather than setting yourself for for failure, set yourself up for success, and and create something that's attainable based upon your schedule and your availability to do that and and don't do it from behind a computer some you know i've had people that 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 they that they think to themselves oh i'll just google what are the things to do and i'll just reproduce that content well that doesn't set you apart as a local expert who knows and understands your community showing yourself in your community and being part of your community to me i think that was the thing that i did most successful was being part of what was happening i didn't write about something that i didn't physically attend and didn't actually go to Uh, i only wrote about those things that i liked and those things that i enjoyed and those things that i participated in it wasn't just blanket throwing out content for the sake of content. I think that that's where people get hung up. You know, like when you start talking about blogging, like most people hate, like when you say that word, they cringe because they're like, Oh, I got to like throw some words on a piece of paper. But what I like about this, and I think that, you know, maybe most folks may not know, but you were named one of the top 20 social influencers of residential real estate by Stefan Swanepoel, power 200. Mm -hmm. This is like, Boots on the ground, human social media. This isn't like, you know, hey, I've I've leveraged all the intricacies of the Facebook algorithm. This is like really just connecting with people. I think that this is the way that social media needs to be done because you can always hire someone to do, you know, your Facebook ads correctly, but really building relationship in the physical world and then taking that to the digital world. That's what sets people apart today because there's just too much content in the world for us to care otherwise. So absolutely, you know, you have really participated in your association and local MLS uh, you're on the board of directors of RMLS. I think you're also in your local MLS. Is that correct? Tell tell me about your participation and why you do it. So, again, I I took for so many years. I I didn't give uh, with regard to the associations and the MLS. Uh, frankly, if you would have asked me what's the value of the dollar that I spend towards NAR, I wouldn't have really been able to answer. And I feel ashamed that I even say that, but that was the truth for 16 years. I just uh, took and and back about the same time, about 2010, I was asked uh, if I would 
serve on a national committee on the meeting and conference committee for the annual NAR conference. And uh, as soon as I was asked, I thought, well, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. And that became really an eye opener to having a much bigger and, and broader perspective and picture of what NAR does at the local, state, and national level for myself as a practicing realtor. And and so that initial volunteerism came at the national level, which is completely backwards from what anyone does. People usually start at their local and they might move up to their state and then they may end up becoming more active at the national. For me, it was upside down. And when I was now serving on a national committee, my local association got wind of that I was serving on a national and they kind of knocked on my door and said, hi, we're here. And have you considered helping and being part of what's going on locally? And I I hadn't. And so uh, that's how I ended up getting involved at the local level, the state level and uh, at the the MLS level. Um, And I've always been techie and and was definitely a, an early adopter of social media, social strategy, working in those spaces. And so uh, at the MLS, I was originally asked to sit on the tech committee, which I now chair the tech committee for the MLS. I serve on the board of directors for our local RMLS. And uh, I have served, I actually at the local level, I still chair the communications committee. Um, and I've served locally as our, as our local uh, president and then I'm serving I still continue to serve nationally uh, on the social media advisory board and also the meeting and conference committee and uh, local or at the state level I'm currently the VP of the membership uh, division of our state level and and uh, most recently I was uh, elected as a national director so I currently am serving as an NAR director which is a huge honor and I'm really thankful to be able to get to do that. So when you, I mean, a lot of folks, when they listen to something like that, they're like, wow, that's a lot. And that totally scares me. What, yeah. <laughs> what's the, I mean, of course you're, you know, you framed it up. Hey, I'm giving back. What's the benefit? Like, w- why should someone serve? You know, on a, on a purely, and this became a, came a realization after the fact, but on a, you know, if somebody wanted to look at it on a, on a selfish level, uh, it's a great way to meet fellow realtors who get and understand the industry. And you build an amazing referral network of fellow realtors from around the country that it's a fairly small group of the 1.1 million realtors. Uh, those that are serving on that level is a fairly small group and in terms of the ratio and, and you get really close with them. You're serving on committees together. You're sitting elbow to elbow, face to face. And, and it really doesn't have to, it, it sounds when, when, when I list out the things, it's like, Oh wow, how do you do that? Well, the MLS for an example, uh, my tech meeting is an hour and a half per month. I can give an hour and a half per month for that. Yeah. And my, my board meeting is an hour per month. So, so I'm two and a half hours of my month serving at my local MLS. And I'm while I'm there, I'm networking with fellow realtors from around the community and in my area because of my proximity to Portland, Oregon. It's actually really cool because I'm in Vancouver on the Washington side and I don't sell real estate in Portland, but most of our board members are in the Portland metro area. So I'm now networking with fellow realtors 
who potentially could be referring business my direction because most of them don't sell in Washington State. And that's kind of the cool proximity of where I live to Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Um, and then that same thing is true as I'm the state events uh, to be involved at the state. There's usually a couple day event in the spring and a couple day event in the fall. And I make a point to be at those. And then for the national, most of the meetings happen at the mid-year conference in Washington, D.C. in May. And the other things happen in November at the annual conference. So those events are very compartmentalized and I'm able to coordinate going to those things. And then once I'm there, all the committees I'm serving on all are happening at that time. And that's one thing that I always look at, especially in volunteerism, is is I only like all of us have certain capacity for being able to give certain amounts of time. Yeah. And and when I'm asked if I would participate in something else, I have to look at that and say, is it something that I'm already going to be at anyway, where I'm just giving time at something that I'm already setting a time, setting aside, setting aside time for anyway. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I'm more willing and likely to say yes to it. If it's, well, here's this thing that's an opportunity we'd love you to serve here. And it's now going to add additional days and additional times in different things. Then I, I have to evaluate that more closely to determine if I have time and capacity in my life for that. Because on a day-to-day -day level, my income comes from listing and selling real estate. And yeah. that's my job. That's, yeah. you know, but, but part of my business really is these events and I've got friends that I met that we all are doing this and we're giving back and, and helping to make it, you know, people talk about raising the bar. Well, frankly, talking about raising the bar and getting in amongst your peers and working to raise the bar are two very different things. And it, it's nice to be part of that process to help make those changes happen and be part of what's taking place and looking at things from a new perspective uh, and getting away from the this is the way we've always done it and and so it's nice to have that fresh new fresh new ideas and fresh new people being involved and uh, it's it's certainly a rewarding rewarding thing to be able to give back and it feels good uh, to be able to give back in that capacity I, I love it I mean I totally get it and I didn't before like I think over the course of the last few years spending time with folks who participate on a on a local state and national level um, I just didn't get it in the beginning and now it, it really makes sense um, I'd love to switch gears a little bit and go back to social um, sure. you've got I think over 8,000 folks on Twitter that follow you, um, you interact really nicely on social. And I remember you used to do this thing, which was really awesome. And I think you still do it from time to time, but you used to on Facebook, um, do video recordings of birthday greetings for folks. T tell me about that. I'm, yes. I'm really curious. Yes, uh, much to some dismay, about the last year I have not done them. But for about six or so, I guess it's probably been like seven years, I recorded upwards of 4,500 to 4,800 videos per year. Um, Facebook is Facebook is great to let me know every day whose birthday it is. Yeah, and and. Uh, Rather than just simply typing the words happy birthday, I took it a step further and I would just use my phone and I would go to 
say it was your birthday, I'd pop in and, and I would go to your wall and I would turn on the video camera and face it towards myself. And I would hit record and I would say, Seth, I wanted to stop by here and I wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. And I would end the recording and I would submit it and put it on your wall. And uh, the, the impact that that makes is huge to everyone that receives it. Everyone absolutely loves it. It's unique. It's different. There's only a few people that ever do record videos. Um, we're so cri- we're so critical of ourselves. I mean, when uh, you say that, I can feel people cringing. Going, you mean you didn't edit it and you just posted it and you just used your phone? Like that's ballsy. And and, and well, the beauty of so anyone anyone listening that's thought to themselves, I'd love to get into video, but I just don't know how to start. The very best thing you could do would be to wish your friends a happy birthday. It is the most, it is the safest thing you can be doing. Scripting is beyond simple. You just have to remember whose wall you're on. You have to remember to say their name and you have to wish them a happy birthday. So you don't have to think about this elaborate dialogue. You don't have to create a a uh, you know a whole series of what you're going to say. You just simply say hi to them. You wish them a happy birthday. And the hardest thing is hitting the submit button <laughs> to send it out. And the trick to that, for those that think, oh. I can't do it, I can't do it, because they've watched it and they look terrible and they sound terrible. The trick is, don't watch it. <laughs> it's just that simple. Don't watch it. You said the person's name, you said happy birthday, that's all there was to it. Oh, that's great. And you know what's interesting, I think you mentioned this at one point, is the a few things. So let's talk about from a marketing perspective. So I get the whole connecting, like. It's brilliant. I've seen it. And I was like, oh my God, that is such an intimate way to use this tool. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, from a search perspective, I think you had, had actually added some of these things up. When people comment just yeah. via text, that just all gets grouped together. But That's the, correct. But what happens to the video? It's separate, right? It's separated. Yeah. Facebook, uh, as Facebook has progressed and constantly changing, uh, they truncate all of the written birthday wishes into a grouping. Yeah. So it, it'll say uh, Seth and 832 other people said happy birthday. Yeah. And for me to see those 833 birthday wishes, I open the first 20 and when I get to the bottom of that, I click few more and it opens the next 20. And then I get to the end of that and I click it. And the nice thing is if you post photos or videos, those don't get truncated into the batching. And that is huge, especially for someone that has a lot of friends that gets a lot of birthday uh, birthday wishes. Yeah. I mean, the 832 is, is a real number. Yeah. Uh, I've had in excess of a thousand and I've actually read all thousand birthday wishes, but it literally took me an entire day to do that. Uh, but it was important. I had a thousand people that took the time to wish me happy birthday. And I felt that it was important for me to take the time to thank them for doing that, whether it was actually saying thank you or responding to what they said or posted or simply liking what they said. And, uh, and that takes a very long time. 
but the ones that left videos or the ones that left, cause I, I end up getting more videos because people know me as the guy that does videos. Um, so I ended up getting quite a few videos, which is a lot of fun and it's fun to get to see my friends and to hear them and see their wishes of, of, you know, a happy birthday. Uh, and then those that do photos or cutesy, you know, uh, memes, things like that, that stuff doesn't get bundled in. So I really recommend doing something along that line to not just get bunched in with everything else. I love that so much. I am going to start doing some version of it. Um, it's very exciting. Um, okay. So I want to talk about folks that are new to this business. Um, so let's say I'm a brand new realtor. What are the top three things I need to do to get off to a strong start with my, you know, marketing and branding? What do I, what do I do? Get face to face with people. Uh, getting, you can do all the online things you want to do, but the magic happens when you're sitting at the, at the breakfast table, sitting at the lunch table, uh, at meet and greets, gatherings, places where you're meeting with people and care about the people that are there. Don't go there with a stack of cards, planning to give out 20 cards and, and make sure that 20 people know what you're doing. Connect with people where they are and, and ask them genuine questions about themselves. Uh, that's I think to me, one of the most critical things to do. Uh, make sure your sphere knows what you're doing, uh, contact and call and, and set up times to meet with, with your, your cheerleaders. I tell people that all the time. You've got people in your life that are your cheerleaders and make sure you foster those relationships and those cheerleaders that are your close intimate ones ask them for the business and ask them to make sure and be passing along your information to people. Uh, and that's a small group that you can get away with doing that too. The big masses, you don't want to do that, but, uh, you've got those close intimate cheerleaders and, and make sure that they know and understand that you need their help in building this business and, uh, know your community, know your market, know your statistics, uh, know your data, uh, go preview houses. Uh, you know, if you're not showing buyers houses, get out and go look at the inventory and write about it, write about the neighborhoods that you're discovering or that, you know, and, and just create value in what you're doing. And I would say, even as a new agent, get involved at the association. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Dale, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, where can folks find out more about you? Uh, Facebook, I'm almost full up, so <laughs> <laughs> um, you can certainly find me on Facebook. And uh, but Clark County Real Estate Guide, ClarkCountyRealEstateGuide.com is my website, and you can find out about me. You can read 365 things to do content. You can find out about the local area. Um, just find me. I'm easy. I'm easy to track down. If you Google me, you'll find me everywhere. Awesome, Dale. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me, Seth. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online.
The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.